who wants to learn some more about Medicare. We'll stick around and listen to part two of two of my previous chat with Danielle Roberts from Boomer Benefits in this, the 47th episode of the Retirement Planning Education Podcast. Welcome to the Retirement Planning Education Podcast, where you can learn all about IRAs and Roth IRAs, employer retirement plans, taxes, Social Security, Medicare, Portfolio Withdrawal Strategies, Annuities, Estate Planning, and much more. And now, here's your host, Andy Panko. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, no, I don't know what kind of voice that was, but whatever. So, no, welcome. This is today. We got a, a picking up on our special treat, part two of two of a Everything You Ever Want to Know About Medicare series from a previous recording I did with Daniel Roberts, founder of Boomer Benefits, which is one of the largest uh, Medicare brokerage agencies in the country. I've known Danielle for a while. She's truly an expert in the field, loves to educate and teach and, and give information about Medicare to help people make informed decisions about signing up for Medicare or changing coverage or you know making sure they have the right amount of coverage, the right combination of coverage for, for themselves. So uh, last week, episode 46 was the first part. Today, we're wrapping up with the second part of my uh, previous chat with, with Danielle. And just to recap why I do this now, you know, this episode is getting released uh, November 3rd, 2022. Well, it's because we are in the middle of the annual Medicare uh, annual election period, which runs from October 15th through December 7th. So this, this time of year is when you could add or change certain coverages like uh, Medicare Advantage plans, aka Part C, or drug coverage, aka Part D. So, for those of you who have those or are interested in getting those, this is the time of year where you can you can do so um, outside of your initial enrollment period, which is you know the the months around your 65th birthday or other special election periods you may have. This, this is the annual time where everyone has a shot to uh, to amend certain of their their Medicare coverages. So. For, for those of you who are just tuning in now and missed last week, this this recording with Danielle is two years old, but the vast majority of what we talked about is still equally applicable now as it was then in terms of how the system works, what are the different parts, what to watch out for, what's Medigap versus Advantage. Uh, should you sign up for the things you see Joe Namath or Robert Goulet or Chuck Woolery pitching on TV, yes or no? And you know the big pitfalls to watch out for. So that stuff all applies. Certain things are different. So the original recording was from October 2020. Danielle and or I did make reference to certain dollar amount things like the monthly premium costs of of, of Medicare or the deductible amounts for the year. Those have changed, obviously, and they change every year. So I will post in the link to this uh, to this episode the updated. Well, I'm going to do the 2023 levels because we're almost done with 2022 at this point. But it'll be the 2023 premium amounts, deductible amounts. Uh, et cetera. Otherwise, you know, the, the rest of the stuff Danielle and I talked about is all is all still as relevant and accurate now as it was then. Alrighty, so I will stop chattering my teeth now, and without further ado, I bring you part two of two of my previous chat with Danielle Roberts from Boomer Benefits. Uh, all right, we got a whole bunch of questions here. Let me just start picking through some of these. Okay. Um, Beth asks, on Part D, why are some drugs in different tiers depending on what company you go with? Shouldn't the mm -hmm. same drug be in the same tier no matter which plan you have? I wish that was the case, but unfortunately, the carriers can put the drugs in any tier that they want. And typically, there's going to be five tiers, preferred 
generics, non-preferred generics, preferred brand, non-preferred brand, and specialty. Um, But you could, the carrier can choose to put a brand name drug in a generic category. So they they can take a generic drug that's really cheap and they can stick it in tier three if they want to. So it all depends on what they're paying, what their cost is for the manufacturer of the drug and what it's costing them. And then they can slot it into any tier, which is why, of course, whenever you're choosing a drug plan, go to mymedicare.gov, sign up for a personal account there, put your medications in and let the tool crunch the numbers. They'll, it will tell you exactly which plan out there is going to give you the lowest overall out-of-pocket cost. Great. Okay. Uh, question from Jackie about HSAs. Um, and HSAs come up a lot in, in the taxes and retirement mm. here. Can you just use your existing HSA funds to pay the out-of-pocket expenses that Medicare doesn't cover instead of getting a Medigap plan? Yes. So you can use your HSA to pay not only for co-pays, co-insurance, deductibles, you can even use it to pay for your Medicare Part B and D premiums. Okay. So if you have a lot of money set up there, you could do that. Um, I don't think I would choose that unless that HSA fund is huge because if you go through paying 20% of something like a hip replacement, that's going to be a heck of a lot of money that will it will hit, hit right. your account there. And, you know, you may not be able to find coverage uh, after you develop a health condition. So you want to be careful with that. Okay. Great. And, and fun fact, um, I believe HSA funds cannot be used to pay for Medigap premiums. That's, cur- that's true. So Medicare, but not Medigap. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, question from Kathy. Are there things like shingle vaccines that you should get Uh, that you should plan to get taken care of while on employer insurance versus waiting for Medicare? Yes, I highly recommend that you get the shingles vaccine before you go on Medicare because Medicare has some vaccines that are covered under Part B and those are great. They're covered at 100%, your flu vaccine, um, pneumonia. I think there's hepatitis. um, That one might be covered at the 80-20. But there, for whatever reason, the shingles vaccine, they cover under Part D D, your drug plan. And Part D drug plans, a lot of them have a deductible up front. In 2021, that deductible can be as high as $445. So those two shingles uh, shots, they are around $180 to $200 a piece. And if you have a deductible up front you haven't met yet, you're going to spend into that. And even when they do cover it, it's usually in a tier three or four. So people pay a pretty penny for that, even with the Part D coverage. If you can get it on your employer insurance before you head over to Medicare. Great idea. Definitely do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ned asks, just turned 65, still employed and in quotes, greater than hundred employees okay. and covered by insurance. I'm not planning on signing up for Medicare until I retire in a few years. Do I need to notify Medicare now of my plans? No. So um, in your situation, if you're not contributing to an HSA, I would sign up for part A because it can hurt you. It's going to cost you nothing as long as you've got those 40 quarters, which 99% of beneficiaries do. And it could help you by paying secondary to your group insurance if you have an inpatient hospital stay. Um, I've seen it kick in and save people quite a bit of money, especially if your work plan has a pretty high deductible. It can't hurt you. And then you would just delay the parts B and D until you retire. Now, if you're contributing to an HSA or your employer is contributing to an HSA, then you can't enroll in part A because it's considered other insurance and that's a no-no with the IRS. But unless that's the situation, no need to um, skip the Part A for now, but you don't, you're not required to tell Medicare anything. Um, As long as you're not taking Social Security benefits, 
um, they're not going to automatically sign you up. You, you enroll yourself at 65. Yep. Um, unless you're already taking Social Security, then they auto-enroll you. Okay, good to know. Uh, Suzanne asks, can an Advantage plan drop you if you hit the max in one year? No. So important to know that maximum um, is to protect you and both Medigap plans and Advantage plans are guaranteed renewable. They cannot drop you for anything other than failure to pay premiums or if the plan folds. We see that happen sometimes. The plans just fold up shop. Um, And if they do that, you're going to have a special election period to choose something else. But no, no plan can drop you for a new health condition. Okay, so that's good to know. They can't drop you. But that's the next right. question is more about can you drop them? Um, Canon asked, and, and this was asked by a few people, can I switch between Medigap and Medicare Advantage on an annual basis? So not really. Um, it's a yes and no thing. And I love this question because it, it's really important. So let me explain the direction that you can go. If you have a Medigap plan, that plan does not have an annual benefit change. There's no change in the core benefits for a for a standard Medicare supplement. So they are not part of this annual election period that we're in right now. The annual election period is for changing your drug plan or your Advantage plan because those two things do not have health questions. That's why there's an election period to change them. But your Medigap plan has nothing to do with the open enrollment. So you can't use that to get into a Medigap plan with no health questions asked. A lot of people will say, can I start with the Advantage? It's cheaper. And then if I do get sick, I can switch back to the Medigap, right? Mm-mm, doesn't work like that. So um, going from Medicare Advantage back to original Medicare, no yeah. problem. You can do that during the annual election period, but getting the Medigap plan requires approval. Now, if you're in the Medigap and you're switching to Medicare Advantage, no problem at all. You can disenroll from the Medigap plan anytime you want. You enroll into the Advantage plan during the annual election period in the fall or another valid election period. It's easy to go that direction. It's harder to go back the other direction because you're going to have some underwriting to get that Medigap plan in most states. So, so that's that's a real important point to know, right? So when you're 65 is when you can first sign up for Medicare and it's what, three months before and three months after the month of your birth? Yes. Um, so that's parts A, parts B. Now, Medigap, if you choose and you want a Medigap, how and when do you sign up for that initially? So you're going to have a six-month open enrollment window starting with your Part B effective date. So okay. whenever you first enroll in Part B, you'll have six months to sign up for any Medigap plan you want with no health questions asked. Okay. And then that's gone. You're not going to have any other opportunity to buy a Medigap plan without health questions unless unless you canceled Part B and went back to work for a few years and then re-enrolled in Part yeah. B later, you might have a second window in that scenario. But for most people, you have a six-month chance. So if you think you want Medigap coverage, um, you know, if you have a certain health condition going in, you think that's the coverage you want, you don't want to miss that golden opportunity to get it. Now, Medigap plans do have rate increases from year to year. Rates are going to go up on that like they do with auto insurance and anything else. So you you may be stuck with that Medigap plan for the long term. And that's something you want to talk with your broker about so that we can look at which carriers in your area have the longest uh, rate increase trend normalcy. Um, okay. You know, some carriers have a uh, rates that go up and down and there's more there are other carriers where the rate increases happen but they're pretty steady and manageable and we want to look for those for you because you might be on that plan for a long time okay so that that's 
that, that's a big no, right? Like everyone pay attention. If you want a Medigap plan, the time to do it is when you're first 65 and, and enroll yourself in Medicare, you know, part B for the first time, because doing it then there's zero questions asked. You can get whatever Medigap policy yeah. you want, even if you have horrendous amount of underlying conditions, correct? Yes. Okay. If and when you ever choose to switch or you drop that and, and whatever, that's when you have to undergo underwriting. And that's what we were discussing before, where there are certain conditions that could um, knock you out or make you ineligible for that policy, correct? Yeah. And okay. if you're going from a Medigap plan into a Medicare Advantage plan for the first time you've ever tried Advantage, they actually give you a 12-month window to change your mind and go back to the Medigap plan without health questions. So okay. it's a little bit of a try before you buy. The problem with that is that everyone loves the Medicare Advantage plan until they get sick. So if you don't get sick in that first year, you're probably going to stick with the cheaper coverage. And then down the line, what, what always happens, and I just know this from the calls that we get, is it's when people start to have a health condition and they're spending a lot of money on advantage plans for all these copays and all these fixes because you'll have a copay for lab work you have a copay for an x-ray you have a copay yeah. for you know these type of thing and people start to get nickel and dime to death and then they're like wow you know i want to go back to this other coverage that i had before i never got any little copays on that coverage and you know that health condition that's causing you to have all the spending on the advantage plan could be the thing that prevents you from getting back to the medigap so again that's why i like the rainy day fund because then you're not going to panic if you have some health conditions for a period in the future yeah that's a great point um question specific to part g, uh, plan g sorry um does the medigap plan g cover vision dental and hearing aids no. So Medigap plans can only pay on something if Medicare itself first approves the claim and pays its share. And since Medicare doesn't cover routine dental vision and hearing, the Medigap plan can't cover those things either. So we have standalone policies for that. Our agency offers one. It's called the DVH, dental vision and hearing, um, no networks. And you can have use the coverage however you want. Maybe one year you spend it all on hearing aids. Maybe another year you do it on vision. Um, and there's tons of standalone vision and dental policies out there. You could just Google senior individual dental and you'll find a lot of options for that. So you would be adding that separately if you went with original Medicare and a Medigap plan. Now, keep in mind, Medicare does cover um, medically necessary treatment of your eyes. So if you have glaucoma or cataracts, that's going to be covered like anything else. It's just the routine part, going in and reading your little chart and getting your next prescription. That's the part uh, that typically is not covered by Medicare. Got it. And to the extent, if you get an advantage plan, then those things may be depending on the plan. So those yeah. Are, right? okay. So always pick your advantage plan for things that are important medically to you. You know, you want to have the doctors in the network. If you've got a family history of X, Y, or Z, you want those benefits to be good for whatever that thing is. Um, but then let's say you narrow it down to three plans and your doctors are in the network and everything else looks good. Then you might look between them and say, okay, who has the best ancillary benefits? Which one has a little more dental? little uh, maybe one has a gym membership and the others don't 
Yeah. Um, keep in mind, all of those things with Advantage plans, one area that they're unlike Medigap plans is those benefits on that Advantage plan, those change every year. So if you join a plan and you love the dental benefit or you love the vision benefit, make sure you use it quickly because the following year when they change and they send out their notice to you about what they're changing in 2021, sometimes some of those things get dropped. And so you want to make sure um, you always choose your plan for your medical needs, the ancillary, you want to consider that gravy. And if there's a benefit that you really like and you know you need to use, when you get on the plan, go ahead and exercise that benefit get the glasses, get the teeth cleaning, whatever it is that you joined for that you liked about that ancillary plan, get those things done. Because every year in September, they're going to send you a notice telling you all the things that are changing in your Advantage plan for the next year, and they could drop anything. So you want to use those benefits while you have them. That's good. Uh, just random comment. Mike says, very happy with my Advantage plan. Zero premium covers basic dental, vision, and the few drugs I take. HSA pays a few co-pays, but I am pretty healthy. I guess that, yeah. that's a big ca caveat, right? But I am pretty yep. healthy. He sounds like a great fit for that kind of coverage. And I would say that in our agency, the people that choose advantage plans, a lot of them are in that same scenario. You know, they're pretty healthy and they might be that way for years. Yeah. And so they don't feel like spending all that money on a Medigap plan and advantage plan is a really great fit. Yeah. Um, here, here's a good one. So what happens to Medigap plans when you move to a different state? Are you then required to answer medical questions? No, your Medigap plan covers you nationwide and it will move with you, but the rate will change based on your new zip code. So if you're going from Florida to Texas, you're going to love the rate change. But if you're going to Texas from Florida, you, you will not be happy with the rate change. So they can drop you and what they cover won't change, but the amount you have to pay. Uh, yes. Okay, great. Um, uh, not directly related to Medicare, but the standalone policy you have for vision, dental, and hearing, can you get that prior to age 65? Um, I don't, that particular plan I think is built for Medicare beneficiaries. I don't know off the top of my head if they sell it for under 65. I don't think so. Okay. Good to know. I'm just looking here. Other questions. I think we might be caught up on the questions. All right. So that, that leads me to like a, we're in the, what's the technical term, annual election period or open enrollment? Mm -hmm. what, do you, what do you call it? Um, okay. It, both terms are used. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So every uh, October 7th, or I'm sorry, October 15th to December 7th is the annual yeah. election slash open enrollment. So what exactly can you do during that period? Yeah. So you can enroll in, change, or disenroll from a Part D drug plan or a Medicare Advantage plan. Okay. And what you need to know, and because most people have one or the other, right? Because if you did Medigap, you have a standalone Part D drug plan. Yeah. And if you have Advantage plan, you've got an Advantage plan. So um, in September, your carrier will send you a notice telling you what's changing. They can change your premiums, your copays, your deductibles, your pharmacy network, your doctor network, uh, the drug formulary, copays, tiers, all those things can change. And I usually find that the, the differences are not huge from year to year. But when you get the packet, it comes in the mail in September, open it up. It has a side-by-side -side reckoning. It's literally telling you this copay is changing from five to $10. Exactly. Anything that changes, it's all listed at the top there. And the thing you really want to look for that to me is the most concerning is if they're dropping one of your medications or changing a tier on your medications. So, um, you know, you don't want to be taking a $400 diabetes medicine that's covered now. And then you don't read your packet, right? Because who is excited about getting a big 
big Medicare packet in the mail in September, you're not going to be excited about that. You're going to throw it over there and other mail is going to bury it and people don't look. And then in January, you're going to go try to fill that drug at the pharmacy that you used to pay $40 for and now they want $400 for it. Well, in January, it's too late to change your drug plan. So, um, you know, spend a few minutes looking over that. It's pretty easy to see. Most people look at them and it's like, you know, these are okay. I think I'm good with this. And they just let everything auto renew. You don't have to do anything at all. Yeah. But boy, if something is changing and you, then you want to use that to, to change. And with part D, you know, they change a lot. So okay. you, you might just do a search once a year. I tell people, go to mymedicare.gov, enter it in your portal, look to see is the plan that I'm on, even though I like it, is there another plan out there that would save me money on my prescriptions next year? It doesn't hurt to look. And sometimes you'd be surprised at the savings you might find. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, here's a good one, Danielle. I hadn't thought about this before. Do married couples make individual choices or are there family plans? No family plan. So with Medicare, everyone's an individual. You'll each pay your own separate Medicare Part B premium that gets deducted from your separate Social Security check. And you will also have your own plan. Now, with Medigap plans, they do. some of them have a household discount. So if you and your spouse sign up for the same plan, maybe you get a 5% or 7% break on your premiums. Okay. Um, that can happen, but you still would have two separate plans and two separate policy numbers. So it's totally okay if one spouse chooses Advantage and the other one chooses Medigap or two of you choose two different Medigap plans or two different Advantage plans. Um, you Got can it. choose the ones that work best for you. Don't feel like you need those to be the same because uh, you might miss out on some savings by trying to make one plan fit one person when it's right. really better for the first person. Okay. That makes sense. Um, and that question was from Vanessa, by the way. Okay. And Canon asked, why is Medigap different based on zip code? So um, Medigap plans price their policies based on the zip code you live in and the cost of healthcare in that zip code, your age, your gender, your tobacco usage, um, and the household discounts that are available. So uh, treatment in some areas is just more expensive than others, and they base them on the zip code. Okay, good enough. Um, question from David. It's my, it's my understanding that Boomer Benefits would be able to recommend the Medigap carrier that has the least amount of premium increases based on knowledge of the market in your area. Is this correct? So what we can do is we have a software and um, it can pull up the rate increase histories for carriers and it will show us the trend on those rate increases. Now, two things. One, Sometimes there's a carrier that's new. So one of the games that these carriers play is there's the big carrier, let's just say Aetna. Well, they'll come out with a Medicare supplement and then a bunch of people buy that plan. They start having claims for a few years and the rates start to go up a little bit. Well, now that plan is not getting a lot of new business, right? Because it's paid out claims and it's had some rate increases. So now they'll use one of their subsidiary companies to roll out a new cheaper Medicare supplement and the same thing happens. And so they all do it. Uh, not all, but most of them play this game where every few years they roll out a new block of business and it's the same umbrella company, but underneath there is a separate little subsidiary mm-hmm. and that happens. So when that happens, that new subsidiary company will be able to tell you the rate, but it doesn't have any rate history. So it's only been out for a year or 
two years, we can tell you what the rate increase was last year, but it might not have the longevity of rate in history that you would get from a carrier that that doesn't do that, say like United Healthcare or Blue Cross. Yeah. Um, that is one thing that you can't predict. You're going to be looking at some carriers that might have a great rate now, but we don't have as good of a projection on the history. Yeah. And then the second thing is crystal ball. You never know. Um, there was one <laughs> carrier this year. I won't name any names, but they've been very consistent for years and then just blew everybody out of the water with a huge rate increase this year. I mean, we, we just couldn't believe it. And uh, it's interesting to note that those carriers, they can't just arbitrarily pick a rate increase. They have to go to the Department of of insurance and show them the rate, the claims that they incurred to justify a rate increase that big. So that tells me somewhere along the line, there was an actuarial problem where someone didn't really judge the losses just right, or maybe they didn't underwrite as well as they could have. And some unexpected claims were incurred to justify a rate increase that big. So although your broker can give you the best, we can give you all the data that we have, you have to know that you're choosing a carrier. And sometimes even when you make the best choice that you can, there could be a rate increase that you just weren't expecting. And we see that from time to time. Okay. Looks like we got uh, one more. Let's take one more comment slash question here, and then um, we'll let you, you know, leave us with your your final words of wisdom. You know, big big things to keep in mind, pitfalls to watch out for. Um, Cody asks, with lots of marketing and spam mail, which documents should you expect that are legitimately from the administration? Is the Medicare and You booklet mailed out to individuals nearing age sixty five? I guess he means is that legitimate mm -hmm. from the administration? Yeah. So yeah, um, I didn't. I don't think they mail out the Medicare and you handbook to everyone anymore. I want to say it's only to people that ha are already on social security and the rest of you can either buy it on Amazon or you can download it from the Medicare website, which is what I would recommend. Cause that's free. Okay. Um, but yes, that's legitimate. That's produced by CMS. So I love this question because right, you get this huge stack of mail and people keep that stack because they don't know what's right, legit yeah. and what isn't. I've had them bring it into our office before and it's big, like they have a lot. So you're getting postcards and flyers. So you want to look for anything that comes from social security or CMS, which is the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Documents that come from the federal government, those are things you want to look at and determine, do I need to keep that? But everything else that you get from all the carriers that I've mentioned, those are just solicitations and they're kind of unnecessary for you to yeah. keep because you're going to use the plan finder in your portal to determine the drug coverage that you're going to choose. And you're going to have a broker that helps you hopefully with Medigap or Medicare Advantage and providing you a lot of data. Now, maybe you have a plan in there. They sent you a postcard and you really like the sound of that one. It sounds good. Great. Bring it to our attention and we can make sure your doctors are in the network, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but most of that stuff, you can just toss it in the round file. It's interesting. I, I, you know, insurance companies must have really slick marketing departments because I've seen lots of commercials and stuff um, around this time of year. And it looks official. It'll be lots mm -hmm. of wet, red, white, and blue on the screen. And so, yeah. and you know, they, they make it look like it's something from the government, but it sounds like that's all just noise from, from marketing departments, right? It is. There was one on television last night and I just couldn't believe it. I was actually laughing, listening to them. And they were like, zero premium, zero everything, red, white, and blue, free dental, free vision. And yeah. we're going to pay for this for you and, and you're going to get money back. And it sounds like this amazing thing. Well, you know, it's usually a Medicare Advantage plan. And they're going to get you on the phone and give you a hype on all these benefits. But you need to 
take the information and go do your own research. Yeah. Make sure that the things that they're telling you apply to the county you live in because Advantage plans, those right. commercials span states, but those Advantage plans differ by a county. So um, you want to make sure that those benefits they listed off yeah. are available in your county. Uh, that, that's great advice. Yeah. Um, all right. So lots of people saying, saying thank you to here. Um, thank you to you, um, mm. Danielle. So I guess you're welcome. Wrap, kind of final point or two, what in your opinion is the biggest takeaway people should know about this or biggest pitfall to watch out for with Medicare? Yeah. So you seem like you have a pretty educated crowd here. We kind of covered the things about you don't want to assume that Medicare is free and there's going to be some co-pays that you want to cover. Um, one thing I do like to share with people is uh, sometimes you have healthy people and they may decide to skip the Part D coverage. So a couple things you just want to be aware of is if you have um, VA coverage, like through the Veterans Administration or Indian Tribal Benefits, you can skip the Part D and you can join later without a penalty. That's great. Um, but my dad is a Vietnam era vet and he did have does have access to the VA and I still sign him up for a Part D plan. Um, and the reason is, even though he wouldn't get a penalty, which a lot of your people would, there's a penalty that follows you and you'll pay, it's cumulative, it gets bigger with time. Yeah. Then you really need a Part D drug plan and you're gonna pay so much more for for it because you didn't have it when you first joined. For but life, in his right? case, yeah, once you're on it, it's with you forever. In his case, um, I was worried. I had heard stories from some of my prior clients with VA coverage that had said, you know, yeah, they cover the generic, but I need this medicine, this medicine, and I can't get it. They only cover these medicines. So yeah. I said, you know, we're going to get you a drug plan. Well, he didn't want to. So I paid for the drug plan myself. <laughs> I still pay for it today. And uh, sure enough, uh, you know, within a couple months after he joined, uh, the, went to the VA, uh, first of all, the VA won't cover drugs prescribed by a civilian doctor and vice versa. And the two brand name drugs that he needed were very expensive. Combined total would have been about $700 out of pocket. Well, the drug plan I got him offered both of them for a copay of $41. And so I always tell people, you never know what health conditions are going to come. Yeah. We didn't know this with my dad, but I've been in this industry long enough to say, oh no, we're getting this drug coverage. Right. So even if you buy the cheapest drug plan in your state, just so to avoid the penalty and have the coverage, all drug plans have to cover at least two therapeutic meds in every class. They have to cover certain classes of medicines like anti-cancer, antidepressant, anti-seizure, antipsychotic. Those have to be included. There's minimum guidelines that they all have to meet. And this year coming up in 2021, there are plans out there for Part D around $7 a month. That's phenomenal wow. price and way too cheap to skip Part D because you're healthy now. Right. Um, I have seen this come where someone gets an oral chemo med and it's $5,600 a month or, you know, some of these um, new fandangled diabetes meds are really, really expensive and the breathing meds are expensive. Mm. You don't want to take a chance that you're going to have a, something get developed in February or March or April. Mm. Now you have this problem and you can't get into a drug plan until the next January. You have to wait for that next annual election period. That's the bigger risk of skipping it. And agents like us, uh, when we write a drug plan for you, um, after the, like, let's say you've been on Part D for a couple of years and then you come to us and we help you, the agent makes like $3 a month on a drug plan. You would have to sell a kajillion of them right. to make money. So please know that 
that when I tell you this is not about a commission for an agent, I have really seen this with people make bad decisions on this. So get the cheapest drug plan that you can if you're doing original Medicare and Medigap and you're pretty healthy and you think you want to skip the Part D, get the least expensive one. Um, it'll negate that penalty and it'll be there if you need it. You'll be really glad for it someday if you do. Right. Yeah, that's great. I guess, you know, don't be penny wise, pound foolish. And I'll yeah. say, keep in mind the 65 year old you is planning for the 75, 85, 95 year old you. Yes. So, right. And, and with retirement planning in general, you know, that, that's the philosophy as well. So that, that's good to know. It applies to Medicare as well. Yeah. Look out over the horizon there and know that sometimes we may not be in such good health someday as we are today. And right. uh, don't put yourself in a situation that you later regret. Yep. Well, great. Um, so, you know, before wrapping, I just want to say definitely everyone get this book. I'm not just saying this because Danielle's here. I did. I bought this myself. I read it myself. Um, it is fantastic. So, you know, it's 10, you. 10, 10 mistakes, but it's not just here's the mistakes. It, it is. It does it by way of actually teaching sort of from the ground up what Medicare is. So if you thought, um, you know, today's session was helpful, definitely everyone would, would benefit from this book. So, Danielle, where can people go to get this? Uh, you can go to Amazon. We have a Kindle version and a, a paperback version, and it's also available at Barnes and Noble and I think a couple of other places, but easiest to find probably on Amazon. And your first book, right? It's my first book. Yeah. Yes. We, uh, Very well done. Yeah, we're so happy to have it. You know, we did a lot of collaboration and a lot of polling of our Facebook group members to find out what were the biggest mistakes that people made and regretted. Yeah. So there's a lot of research in there that comes from actual people like you on Medicare. And uh, we wrote it to try to to try to address the mistakes that we see people making most often. So it has been a labor of love, <laughs> but uh, now it's actually in print form and uh, we're glad to have it out there for you. In other words, you're glad it's done and over. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, if people want to find out more about, you know, Boomer Benefits, what you do, how they can work sure. with you, where should they go? Boomerbenefits.com is a great way to find us. And uh, right. if you are, are watching us on Facebook, you can also come to our Facebook page. We have a private Facebook group that you can join from there called Medicare Q&A. Um, and that is a really uh, the place where you can go and post questions and get them answered by our team at any time. You don't have to be a client or a policyholder. Uh, even right. if you if you have TRICARE and you'll never need our help, uh, you can ask all the questions you want to in there. We're more than happy to have you. Yeah, I can personally attest. So I'm a member of that group and I've been for a while. It's nine, 10,000 people strong at this point. Yeah. Um, and, and your team, super responsive with getting back to everyone with, with very good answers. So um, Excellent. I think everyone would definitely benefit from that group. Uh, anywhere else you mentioned you have a blog as well? Yeah, so boomerbenefits.com. Okay. Um, if you're doing some preliminary Medicare work um, and you're just doing some of the initial reading, there's great information on there from the website. You can sign up for a free Medicare 101 webinar that I teach that's kind of like the big picture view in 60 minutes. And then we also have a six-day email course that you can sign up for where you get one email a day with a really short video teaching you a concept that you need to know. And by the end of the week, you have a pretty good working knowledge of some of the things we talked about tonight. So the website, you can find all of that on there. Awesome. And I just thought about this now in 20 years, will you rename the company <laughs> Gen X or benefits or something? Or, uh... You know, I've wondered that myself. We have people ask all the time, is this baby boomer or sooner boomer? And I'm like, uh Oh, if we have a football fan, I'm a little, I'm a little worried about what to yeah. say there. So maybe we'll be sooner boomers at that point. We'll see. All right. Very cool. Um, 
looks like that's it. So thank you tremendously, Danielle. Uh, you I know you can't see the comments, but lots of comments, lots of people thanking you and saying fantastic presentation. So um, thank you. Glad to hear that. Well, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And you guys have a great night. You too. Thank you. Take care. Bye. All righty. That's it. I hope you enjoyed my uh, previously recorded Facebook Live session with Danielle Roberts. I learned a lot from it. Uh, I, I thought I knew Medicare well, and I did. I do know it fairly well, but there's definitely a handful of tidbits that, that I picked up from my talk with Danielle and from reading her book that I did not know. So I'm super grateful that she took the time to come on the show uh, and, and, and share her knowledge with us. For those who are interested in learning more about Boomer Benefits, Boomer Benefits, sorry, you can check out their website, boomerbenefits.com. And also check out Danielle's book. Seriously, one of the best Medicare books there is. I'm not just saying that. I, you know, I, I read it. I read a few Medicare books, and this one is hands down. Uh, I thought the best. It's called 10 Costly Medicare Mistakes You Can't Afford to Make. You can find a link to it in the episode, uh, in, in the notes to this episode. Also, their Facebook group. It's called Medicare Q&A with Boomer Benefits. If you are on Facebook, even if you're not, you can get on Facebook. But any Medicare questions you have, that's the spot to go. It's free. All you got to do is be on, you know, be on Facebook, join their group. There's no uh, obligation to buy anything or whatever. Super, super helpful. Get your answers, get your questions answered uh, very quickly by they, uh, you know, Boomer Benefits has full-time staff. They hire someone just to hang out and moderate the Facebook group. You know, that, that's how legit and serious that group is. So um, re really good resource there. And they have a great YouTube channel. Just search Boomer Benefits on YouTube and you'll find it. And that's that. Um, as for my stuff, I wouldn't be the end of an episode if I didn't, uh, shamelessly plug the rest of my content sources. So if you like this podcast, you will also be into my other stuff. My Facebook group is taxes and retirement. My YouTube channel is retirement planning demystified. And my monthly newsletter is Re retirement planning insights. And finally, here's my grovel for likes and attention. If you do enjoy this podcast, I would greatly, greatly appreciate if you, you take a few seconds probably more than that. It's probably going to be, I don't know, 20, 30, maybe 40 seconds if you want to be generous. But but take some time and um, whatever podcast platform listening, whatever podcast listening platform you use to listen to this podcast, if you can uh, leave a, a thumbs up, a like, write a review, give, give five stars or whatever it may be, that would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Alrighty, I will stop here. Thank you all for listening as always and hope you enjoyed my, uh, my two-part talk with Daniel Roberts. Take care. I'll see you next time. The information discussed in this podcast is only general explanations and education. It is not specific tax, legal, or investment advice. Before considering acting on anything you heard here, first consult with your tax, legal, or investment advisor. Thank you. Thank you.